and bosses. You're listening to the Beauty Bosses and Bright Minds podcast. We're your hosts, Rachel and Ruby. Remember, be inspired, be empowered, be beautiful with Beauty Bosses and Bright Minds. Hi, everyone. I'm your host, Ruby. And today's episode is going to be about Ramadan and why we observe it. We have a special guest with us today, and I'm going to allow her to introduce herself. Thank you for the beautiful introduction. Um, my name is Malak Adan. I am a junior at John Carroll University. I'm my MSA president, and today we're going to be talking about Ramadan. Yes. Thank you for being with us. So my first question is, what is Ramadan? So what is the purpose why Muslims fast and the reason behind it? Ramadan is the, one of the holiest months for Muslims, and we fast from dusk to dawn. And what is so beautiful about Ramadan is a lot of the time people think that it's just abstaining from food and water and that it's like a physical act. Right. Um, but what is so beautiful is that it's really something that's more of like a spiritual journey because we're practicing um, taqwa, which is a concept that is like fear of God, but not fear in a way in which um, we're scared, but fear of like disappointing God. So you practice this aspect of like spiritual cleansing mm-hmm. and also like if you can abstain from food and water, which are necessities, then you can abstain from anything. You can abstain from um, certain language, from doing certain sins, mm-hmm. and it's really just like a practice of that so that you can observe that during Ramadan and carry it on through the rest of the year. And how long is it for? It is for one month, and it actually follows like an Islamic lunar calendar, mm-hmm. um, which is about like 30 days. And we usually fast from um, dawn to dusk. That's so beautiful. it's a little bit before um, sunrise and then all the way to sunset. Yes. And I love when people always ask, not even water? No. No, not, not even, even water. water. <laughs> um, okay, so you recently went to Umrah. And it's a pilgrimage to a holy city in Mecca. Can you please tell our listeners about your experience and how it impacted you? I felt like it was the most beautiful. I've had beautiful experiences in my life before, but it was one that was so spiritual and amazing, like truly undescribable. And you have these thoughts about like what it's going to be like, and you're super excited and you're trying to like prepare yourself for it, but nothing could have prepared me for the spiritual journey that I was going to go on, you go there and you feel like you don't need anything. You come back and you feel like that's what I want for the rest of my life. I don't need, yeah, like you don't need any like material worldly things. Like you just want that and that only, like I'm craving to go back. Like it's truly unimaginable. That's so, that's so wonderful. That's amazing. When I found out that you went, I was like, wow, mashallah, like that's really, really great. I hope you get to like experience it as Inshallah, well. Inshallah, really, I would love to. I it's would love truly that. beautiful. Yes, thank you. So what are some stigma or stereotypes about Muslims? A lot of the time people think that like Muslims, and I find this so ironic, um, people think Muslims are like so like aggressive or like terrorists or mm-hmm. um, that they have just like so much like hate when in reality like Muslims are so peaceful and wish nothing but love and what is so beautiful is that like even in islam like in the quran which is our holy book Mm -hmm. um majority of what is in the quran is actually like about good morality and about being a good human being right um and it's so much a lot of the time people think that like it's so like oppressive and so strict Mm -hmm. when in reality it's so liberating and peaceful and it teaches you how to really like live a life in which 
you're so kind and loving despite everything that you're going through in life. I love that. Yeah, because I was like, from what I know, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, that it's there's only a really small percentage of actual like, um, like religion. It's more so um, about you know, like how you said, like to be like more peaceful, to be nice and like, you know, more things like that, if that yeah. makes sense. Actually, a part of the Quran, I don't want to say a statistic because I forgot it. Yeah. But um, it's only like very like a minimal like obligation that God tells you like, OK, like that's you need what to I do this. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. And then exactly. the rest of it is about good morality yes. and about being a good human yeah. being, yeah. which goes to show like truly the scope of what Islam is, mm-hmm. because when you live it, it really is that. Exactly. It's about good, being a good person. Yeah, I love I love it. So, obviously, being a Muslim woman who wears the hijab, how has that affected you in today's society? I felt like it's so, I find it so ironic that people think that hijab is so oppressive, mm-hmm. um, when in reality, hijab is so empowering because it's not just about covering, like, your beauty, which a part of it is, um, but it's really about redefining what beauty is Mm -hmm. um and a lot of the time like i tell this to people that are trying to like understand hijab and i feel like it's a constant reminder every single day because i'm not perfect islam is perfect but muslims are not right it's a constant reminder to me every single day that even though i'm my iman like my faith is like going through ups and downs it's a constant reminder like a physical reminder like it checks me with my language. It checks me with my character. It's a physical representation to everybody else that I'm trying every single right. day. And it's solely for God. That's what's so beautiful about it is that it's not for anybody else. It's strictly between like my relationship with, with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, with God. And I'm trying every single day and I'm not perfect. Right. I love that. Have you ever been discriminated against? Um, sadly, I will say yes. Um, and a lot of the time I try to give people the benefit of the doubt because in Islam, you're supposed to give people 70 excuses before like assuming 70, um, 70. Wow. and a lot of us don't even do that. I know we jump to conclusions so quick, quick right? We're so quick to, uh, yeah, for and sure. Sadly, I have been discriminated against. Like people will treat me a certain way. People will assume that I don't speak English or mm-hmm. people will assume that women cannot be empowering or women can't do certain things or, and, and it's sadly, that you're not educated. Yeah, or, yeah. Or that I'm not educated and all those things, Muslim women are. Yes. And it sometimes it's sad because it comes from like people within our own community, like putting these stigmas on us. Yes. But it's up to us to start with our families to break these like barriers of the stigmas that our community mm-hmm. individually like puts and on us and yeah. even like outside. Exactly. So, Exactly. Um, well, I think we covered all the topics today. I don't know if there's anything else that you wanted to add, but we definitely want to thank you for being on the show. I was so excited to have you on here, especially since you came back from Ramadan now that it's Ramadan and we're observing it. Um, so it couldn't have been a greater time to have you on here. Thank you so much You're for having so me. You're so welcome. So is there anything else that you'd like to close us off with? If you have a favorite quote or a statement you'd like to say? Yeah, so I wanted to close us off with a couple of things. Um, there is, it was narrated by Abu Huraira in like a hadith, um, which is the practice of the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, which is our um, messenger, the last and final messenger. And um, it was stated that he said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Islam began as something strange and will go back to being strange. So glad tidings to the strangers. And that just gives me so much like comfort knowing that it's okay if I feel awkward or strange in certain situations because that's where I'm meant to be and I'm doing it for God and 
in the end, it's it's yeah. for like the afterlife. Exactly. And then also one of my favorite quotes is, um, sometimes Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will break your heart to save your soul. And there's no better thought to me than knowing that my body and my mind and my spirit were worth saving. That is so beautiful. I love that. Thank you so much. Thank you. Hopefully we'll have you back on for another episode. I would absolutely love that. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Beauty Bosses and Bright Minds podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast. Until next time, bosses. Bye. Bye.